You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, how's it going? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Kremenges, coming back at you here with another episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams pod, your number one daily pod covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And before we dive into this episode, it's going to be a good one. We're going to rank every positional group on the Los Angeles Rams from worst to first ahead of this 2021 NFL season. I wanted to remind you guys that you can go check out our ultimate season preview August 30th through September 8th. We're covering every single division and every single team giving our predictions for how these divisions are going to shake out on the Locked On Podcast Network. So make sure to check that out. All you have to do is follow the ultimate season preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. But we're now going to dive into this episode. And I wanted to start first before we dive in just by apologizing for some of the YouTube audio video issues. Man, this connection, this internet stuff is really bugging me. It's trying to work out the kinks here. So hopefully this episode is a little bit better. I've run an ethernet cord through two stories in this house. I think it's going to be a little bit more stable. I hope it is definitely. I'm keeping an eye on how the connection looks up there. So looks solid right now. Hopefully, knock on wood, we'll keep it that way throughout the rest of the episode. Of course, you guys can check us out on YouTube at Locked on Rams. Keep running some of those numbers up. Greatly appreciate you guys. But we're now going to dive into these units, and we're going to rank them from worst to first, like I mentioned in the intro. And I think there's not going to be that much discussion in terms of some of these bad positions. We might have them ranked differently, but for me, when it comes to the worst position on the roster, I went with the linebacker group, and I broke it up very specifically. I have the defensive line, the edge rushers, and the off-ball linebackers, the linebackers, which we'll call them, ranked separately. So to me, the linebackers are the worst group on the team right now. Uh, I did not rank the specialists. I think when you just look at the overall inexperience from some of these guys, Troy Reader hasn't started that many games, an undrafted free agent, of course, a guy that probably shouldn't be starting. But if we're looking at this roster and this group as a whole, he's maybe one of the more proven guys there. So you can't really knock the idea that he's going to start. And then Kenny Young next to him, again, a guy that hasn't started many games in the NFL The Rams got him in a trade back for Marcus Peters alongside, I want to say, a fifth-round pick. So not exactly a huge investment at this position. Behind those guys, some question marks. Is Trayvon Howard eventually going to start games? Is Ernest Jones, the third-round rookie, eventually going to work his way into the lineup? Potentially, but as it stands right now, I think this is one of the positions that not exactly one of the top positions on the team. A lot of inexperience, and even if these guys ultimately do pan out, how high of a ceiling do they really have? So... Not a very highly ranked position for me when it comes to this roster. Looking at the next worst, I have the edge rusher position ranked here. And that might worry some people. But I think at the end of the day, this roster, first of all, is pretty good. So it's not necessarily a terrible thing that they're ranked here. Again, just a little bit more inexperienced and a lot of question marks here. But this one is maybe a little bit more related to the injury side of things as opposed to the talent or investment type of thing here because you look at Leonard Floyd the number one edge rusher on this team the Rams paid him 16 million dollars per year over the next four years he was a free agent obviously just a few months ago decided to come back to the Rams a very very solid and consistent player not a great pass rusher per se not going to be one of those top 10 guys there but he had double digit sacks last season for the first time in his career and we've talked about him all throughout the last year here at the podcast 
maybe the best run stuffing edge in the NFL. If he's not number one, he's got to be up there somewhere. The guy knows how to utilize his length, his strength, and he's so sound in his assignments there. So he brings a lot more than just the pass rushing aspect of things. And then, of course, outside of him, that's where sort of the question marks start to come in. You look at Justin Hollins, a second or third year player, a guy that hasn't really ever been a starting pedigree type of player. Now is going to be a starter for the Rams. Not a great pass rusher, not really great in any area of his game, but at the same time, maybe not that many weaknesses either. So kind of a rock solid, steady type of player, but we'll see how his contributions look this season. And behind him, that is where the legit concerns start. You look at Chris Garrett, a seventh round pick. He's on the COVID reserve list right now. You look at Terrell Lewis, a guy that the Rams drafted in the third round two years ago. A lot of knee issues has barely practiced throughout training camp. We don't know how many snaps he can play, how long he can last. And then another guy, Obo Okoronkwo, who is maybe the best pass rusher on this team, but outside of Aaron Donald, of course, but he can't stay healthy either, has barely practiced recently, and has now been placed on short-term IR, which means he's going to miss the first three games. Not ideal, but again, this is why they're ranked quite low. A lot of question marks, mostly when it comes to the health, not necessarily the talent. So we'll see what happens, but definitely some concerns there. And this is going to be now our first position on the offensive side of the ball. We're going to flip to that side. It's going to be running back, in my opinion. And they would have ranked a lot higher had K-Makers been healthy and had they been dealt maybe a better hand of cards or a set of cards here. But of course, we know K-Makers is going to miss the entire season. A torn Achilles ruined his entire year. And now, again, question marks. A lot of injury question marks when it comes to this team, which is weird because when it comes to durability over the past three, four, five seasons, the Rams have been arguably the healthiest team in football, but we know that the Reaper comes to knock at everyone's door whenever he wants. You know, this stuff is unexpected. So it seems like the Rams are sort of one of those teams right now with a little bit worse injury luck. But of course, this position does have some talent still. You're looking at guys like Daryl Henderson, who the Rams traded up to draft in the third round a few years ago, and he's flashed a lot. Of course, he hasn't played a ton, but he's flashed a lot. And I think this is a guy that can certainly start as a running back in this league. You look at his backup, Sony Michelle, former first round pick. Me, never really been personally a huge fan, but at the end of the day, this guy was a first round pick for a reason. He's had a lot of success in his career with the Patriots, of course. And you look back to last year, he averaged 5.7 yards per carry, I believe. So clearly a guy that has been productive in the NFL. And the Rams are looking for a productive running back too that can help shoulder some of that load. So Henderson doesn't need to be a 250, 300 touch player. And then behind him, Jake Funk, seventh round pick, primarily a special teamer, but a guy that the Rams are evidently high on. A little bit of question marks here, a little bit of durability issues with those first two guys, maybe even Funk when you look at the two torn ACLs he suffered in college. But at the end of the day, not the most important position, so it's not exactly the biggest issue for the Rams. And two out of the three positions that we've already covered in terms of the worst positions on the team, off-ball linebacker, running back, arguably two of the least valuable positions on the roster or in the NFL when it comes to impact positions. So the Rams clearly like to build a certain way. And I think you can't really disagree with the way they're going about it because you look at the linebackers, the off ball guys, you look at the running backs, not exactly the highest paid positions. And that's why the Rams maybe aren't investing into them. So that's interesting. But in the next segment, we're going to dive into more of the offense. I have three positions on the offense, all ranked in the next three slots in the next segment. So we're going to dive into that in just a second. And of course, you guys can always come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find us at QB's MEP and at Locked on Rams. 
And I want to tell you guys about something we're doing that's special this season here. It's with one of our sponsors called Run Your Pool. We've started one individually for the Locked On Rams podcast. You guys can search it up at runyourpool.com. Search up the league by name. It's called Locked On Rams. You can jump in there. They're hosting anything you can imagine from survivors to pickums to spreads, margins, confidence pools, 33 more. Us personally, we're going to do a survivor contest where the number one ranked person, the winner, is going to get a jersey of their choice, which is awesome. There's about 19 of us in there right now. You guys can go, obviously, search it up at runyourpool.com. You can check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use the promo code locked on at checkout anywhere, everywhere in the world. Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th. Start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on. Or you could just search us up at locked on Rams at run your pool. That's going to take us into the second sponsor here. September 9th, football is officially back on Thursday. This week, the Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are kicking off the 2021 NFL season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You can get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 Survivor Contest, which are now open at BetOnline. You can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football to basketball to boxing, right to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now we're going to dive into the second segment here and pick up right where we left off. And this is one position that I think is going to be a little bit more questionable than some of the others here. And I have it ranked as the tight end position. Of course, this is one that the Rams have invested a decent amount into. You look at a guy like Tyler Higby, the veteran of the group, the guy that I feel like we all sort of know what to expect from him. We have seen him for a lot of seasons now. He's been a very rock solid, steady player for the Rams. Could potentially reach new career highs here or a new ceiling with Matthew Stafford as a team's quarterback that we have not seen yet, formerly obviously with Jared Goff. But after him is where things really get interesting because we know Higby is just a rock solid, good player. I mean, that's what he is. After him, what is Jacob Harris going to be able to contribute this year? Is he going to be this vertical weapon receiving threat that we've been sold throughout the entire training camp process, which he very well could be? How about Johnny Munt? Is he just going to be a blocker? Has he progressed at all as a receiver? And then the wild card, fourth round pick, Bryson Hopkins. This guy was maybe not even going to make the roster a few weeks ago. I think for the most part, he was always kind of a lock to make it. But a guy that was not really looking all too bright throughout training camp, preseason, and now he's on the roster. And this is a guy that the Rams selected in the fourth round just a year and a half ago. Is this a guy that can step up in any way or... Is it going to be the Jacob Harris, Johnny Munt backup kind of show and Hopkins maybe not even active on game days? It's going to be interesting to see, but this is clearly a position that the Rams have invested a lot into. They want good returns here. They clearly value this position. And I think for the most part, they're solid right now with a high ceiling and a high potential to really come away with this position being one of the stronger units on the team. But we got to wait to see that first because we don't know what to expect from these guys. The next one, another offensive position here for me, the offensive line. I think this unit is questionable, but at the same time, they have some really good veteran pieces that are very underrated, in my opinion. 
You look at the left tackle, the right tackle, Andrew Whitworth, Rob Havenstein. These guys are as solid and consistent as they come. I think you can expect a really good season out of them. Maybe the only question being, can they play 17 games, especially Whitworth? This is a guy that's kind of missed a few games now. Go back to last season. I want to say he missed five or six games the season before. He's 40 years old. It is hard to play football at that advanced of an age, especially when you're in the trenches where you're getting physical snap after snap. But the Ravens do have a good backup left tackle in Joe Nopum, so that's not exactly a huge concern per se. But there is quite a drop-off between the elite talent, Hall of Fame talent that is Whitworth to the third-round backup that is Joe Nopum. So not ideal if he does get injured, but at the end of the day, the Rams do have some solid depth there. And then you move to the interior trio. That's where some of the question marks, I think, start to form. Left guard, David Edwards, solid average player in my opinion. Right guard, Austin Corbett, who was center for about three weeks in the training camp period there. I think he's a very solid developing player. He has the upside to be a top 15 guard, top 10 guard potentially, but I think he's right around in that league average range of somewhere around the 16th-ish place, which is solid. I mean, this is a guy that the Rams basically got for scraps from the Cleveland Browns, and he's developed into a starting caliber guard and probably the best player out of that trio, a guy that I think can take another step in his development this season, and I ultimately expect him to. So that's going to help, obviously. But the one position that is definitely a concern right now is the center spot for the Rams. Like I mentioned, Corbett was tested there, did not work out, not necessarily because of Corbett, maybe because of the former right guard, Bobby Evans, who was not panning out as a first-teamer starter. And so the Rams now subbed in Brian Allen, who we've seen a handful of games in 2019 out of. But this is a guy who is a former fourth-round pick, has never really played that long into the NFL. His career has been very, very minimal. And last year was basically a throwaway, some injuries, some COVID stuff. Now entering this season, has he developed at all? This is his third season in the NFL. Is he a guy that's a starter? Is he a guy that's a borderline starter? Is he a liability? We have legitimately no clue who this guy is as a player. We know he's undersized. He's probably better for that zone scheme fit as opposed to a man blocking fit. But it's going to be interesting to see whether or not he can take over that spot from Austin Blythe, who was a very solid player for the Rams, walked in free agency. Don't know what's going to happen here, but I think for the most part, this unit is solid, but there's definitely also some questions on that interior trio. The next position and the final one in this segment is going to be the quarterback position. This one is good for the Rams. I mean, anytime your quarterback is good, you're likely going to be a competitive team in the NFL. Maybe not a Super Bowl contender per se, but the Rams have Matthew Stafford, who they obviously traded a lot for. Two first-round picks, Jared Goff. And this guy is a veteran presence, 12 years in the NFL. He's on pace to set some legitimate marks as a passer in terms of passing yardage and things like that. Of course, no playoff wins over the course of his career. We're going to see if that's going to change with the Rams, if that was a franchise foundational failure with the Lions, which I do believe that it was. Or some people just think he's not set out or made to win playoff games, which we'll see if that's the case too. After him though, the Rams might have maybe the best second, maybe the best third backup quarterbacks in the NFL. John Wolford, the backup, very solid player. I think the Rams would feel very comfortable with this guy actually running the offense in the event that Stafford, knock on wood, gets injured. And then the third quarterback, Bryce Perkins, who obviously the Rams are carrying on their 53-man roster. He has to be the best third quarterback in the NFL. I mean, I think this guy is better than some backup quarterbacks, to be quite honest with you. 
Obviously, we've just seen him coming off a epic preseason performance throughout those three games, hurdling guys, stiff arming guys, extending plays with the mobility with his legs, throwing the ball downfield, creating chunk plays. The dude's great. And of course, you don't want him out there necessarily taking legitimate snaps and playing in the regular season. No team would want their backup quarterback or their third string quarterback to be doing that. But I think he is the best third string quarterback in the NFL. It's not really saying much, but I think also he could be a backup for at least half the teams in the league. So this position is clearly good for the Rams. And that's why it ranks right outside of the top three. It is the fourth best on the roster, in my opinion. In the next segment, we're going to dive into the final three, the top three, the golden grail of the roster, the places that the Rams do have to rely on a little bit more, need them to shoulder the load. So we'll take a look at which positions those are. And of course, make sure to check back in here at the Locked On Rams podcast every day throughout the rest of the week. We're going to get you guys prepared 100% for this kickoff between the Los Angeles Rams and the Chicago Bears in week one on Sunday Night Football at SoFi Stadium. So make sure to tune into that give you all the preview that you need to know. But before we get there, you probably need a way to watch the game. And that is why we want to tell you about direct TV stream. No more needing to juggle 10, 15 different remotes. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called direct TV stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch all your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. And the next sponsor you guys have heard me talk about many times on this podcast. I swear by these people, they are the built bar. I've tried all the protein bars on the market. As you guys know, I've lost a lot of weight, 155 pounds over my two-year weight loss transformation, and you need to prioritize protein if you're trying to lose weight or build muscle. And one good way is obviously to supplement with protein bars. I've tried them all. Some are chalky, some are high in calories, some are expensive. Some just taste terrible. That is not the Built Bar. They're absolutely delicious. They have so many different flavors. They're low in calories, low in sugar. They're high in fiber. They're high in protein, and they even work for you if you are on the keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do, just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com to prepare yourself for this football season. And you don't want to go into it blind. You don't want to bet not knowing where your money is going. If you want to have a better direction, go listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, both a part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. All you have to do is follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Now we're going to dive into the final segment, the final three positions here, the top three for the Rams. And I think for the most part, we all knew that this was going to be the case. The third best for me, the secondary. This unit is so talented. I mean, you look at the cornerback spots. The Rams have... A cornerback one in Jalen Ramsey, the best in football, and another guy who's an all-pro, Pro Bowl caliber type of player in Darius Williams. Anytime you got two lockdown corners like that, you're going to be a good defense. In the NFL today, when teams are throwing, you need to stop the pass. And Jalen Ramsey is the best shadow cover corner in football. No questions asked about that. And Darius Williams is arguably the best 
turnover-worthy corner in the NFL. We're talking guys like Marcus Peters, Jair Alexander, some of these other players, Xavier Howard. Darius Williams needs to be mentioned with these guys because he can turn over the ball at any given notice in terms of creating turnovers and baiting quarterbacks into bad plays. The guy is truly special at breaking on the ball and having his instincts being top-notch. Stuff is incredible. Of course, there's a little bit of question marks there at the nickel cornerback position. Troy Hill, longtime veteran, walks in free agency. Is David Long Jr. going to be able to step up in this spot? Is he going to be a legitimate corner like Troy Hill was? Or is he going to be just a solid average player? Remains to be seen, but we'll see there. And then you move back to the safety spot. Maybe the deepest part of the Rams roster. You've got Terrell Burgess, Jordan Fuller, guys like Taylor Rapp, Nick Scott. We're talking about second round picks, third round picks, guys like Jordan Fuller, who are now the captain of this defense and on this team. One of, I want to say six or seven or eight captains. What a come up for a sixth round pick. The Rams are legitimately loaded in the secondary. They're going to have to rely on this unit to produce that same kind of defense that they had last year. You know, defensive coordinator Raheem Morris is going to need to rely on these guys more than ever, especially with the Rams losing some players on that defensive side of the ball. I think they're up for the task. They are truly a special unit. So talented. So, so talented. There is no questions about what these guys are going to be able to bring to the field this year. And that takes us to the final position on the defense here. The defensive line headlined by yours truly number 99, Aaron Donald, the best player in football. I don't care what position we're talking about. I do not care. Quarterback, this, value that. Aaron Donald is the best player that plays in the National Football League. You can quote that, throw it on a t-shirt, throw it on the wall behind me. It does not matter. That guy is special in every single way, and it all begins with him. Outside of him, though, the Rams have a lot of depth and a lot of talent here. You look at Ashawn Robinson, the guy who's going to start at 3-4 defensive end. We call that not necessarily an edge rusher. He's going to play sort of on the edge, but with his hand in the dirt. So he's going to be primarily a run stuffer where Michael Brockers played last year. Good player. I mean, this guy did not have a fair shake last year. He couldn't play for the first eight games due to the whole COVID stuff. And by the time you come back, it's week nine, week 10. All these other NFL players are fully in shape and have their feet under them. And of course, if you're Ashawn Robinson, you probably don't. There's no training camp. There's no practices for you to get caught up with. So he was way behind the eight ball. I think he's going to have a much more productive season this year, but it's really going to depend on the health because right now he's a little bit shaken up. We'll see if he can start week one. Nose tackle, Sebastian Joseph Day, one of the most underrated players in football, arguably the best run stuffer in football right now. The guy was awesome last year. He's going to be relied on in a larger role this season, so we'll see how that one works. Not really sure. Is he going to be up to the task? Can he become a better pass rusher? Because we know he's a really good run stuffer. I think he'll be up to the task. It's going to be fun to watch. And behind those guys, fourth round rookie Bobby Brown. You look at a guy like Greg Gaines. So much potential. So much depth here. Michael Hoyt. All these different players. Jonah Williams that stood out in the preseason. The Rams are truly loaded at this spot. I don't think there's any concerns when it comes to the defensive line. Such a good unit. Unfortunately, the edge rusher position is one of the weaker ones, so these guys will need to step up as pass rushers, but that's why the Rams invested in Aaron Donald and some of these other players. You can definitely expect them to be better this season, not necessarily than they were last year, but just in general. They have to take that play to another level, kick it up another notch because you lose certain players at the edge spot. You lose other guys. You need to step up. So now takes us into the final position here. 
wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. This is the best position on the roster, in my opinion. And I don't think you're going to get much disagreement here. I mean, these guys, they're loaded. They are absolutely loaded at this spot from the start of the depth chart to the end. You got guys like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. We know exactly who they are. You can expect a thousand yards out of these guys in any given season. So consistent, so special, so selfless. They're going to block. They're going to come into motion. They're going to take on linebackers, defensive linemen. They're going to lead block. They'll do whatever they have to do for this offense. And that's why everybody loves them. After them, that's where the interesting stuff becomes the topic. Is Deshaun Jackson the third wide receiver? Is he the same old Deshaun Jackson that's going to absolutely smoke and torment defenses vertically? I tend to think that as long as you can keep his snaps, not necessarily to a minimum, but keep your eye on them. You don't need him to play 60 snaps a game. Can he be a guy like that? I definitely think so. I think he can be a legitimate weapon working vertical down the field, creating big chunk plays. After him, Ray Jefferson entering his second season, built in the same mold as a guy like Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. How much playing time does he get this season? Remains to be seen. It's going to be tough to really evaluate him from a statistical standpoint. I don't think it's fair to him to look at his season at the end of the year and, you know, say, you know, he had 37 receptions for 400 yards. It wasn't a good year. Why did they take him? This is a guy who can run routes. He can get open. He can get off the line of scrimmage. He can catch the football. He's got a big body. He can actually work vertical. We've seen it last year in the very first game of the season against the Dallas Cowboys. This guy has skills and he has talent. And I think he and Jackson are going to share time at that receiver three spot to what degree, who's going to be getting a few more snaps, maybe a few more targets. We'll see, but it's going to be hard for either player to put together a dominant stat line, which doesn't matter at the end of the day. That's only for fans to really look at and Pro Bowl voting. The team just wants to win. And I think this position is going to be part of the reason that they do that. And then, of course, wide receiver five, second round pick, 2-2 Atwell, one of the most explosive, fast players in the league. He is a jitterbug. The guy barely weighs 155 pounds soaking wet. I mean, that was me in the ninth grade, for Christ's sake. The guy is tiny, and you definitely are concerned for him when it comes to getting hit by these gargantuan savages in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball. You've seen him getting knocked around in the preseason rather often, but this guy has legitimate ability as a vertical weapon. He was much more advanced than I thought as a route runner throughout the preseason. He was creating legitimate separation, not only against backup corners, but you look at the Denver Broncos game, Kyle Fuller, one of the best corners in the NFL, had to give him so much space as a sign of respect due to the speed. And that's why Atwell was getting uncovered against a guy like that, a legitimate starting corner in the league. That is a great sign for how he's developing as a receiver because a lot of people look at this guy as just a jitterbug specialty type of gadget weapon and he is that too but he can also line up and run routes and he proved that this preseason and that's part of the reason why I had him ranked higher than a lot of the other jitterbug style receivers going into this draft class because I genuinely believe that he could line up at receiver and run routes so the guy has done that he can be used as a jet sweep type of weapon in receiver screen situations and of course the last aspect of the game the last phase of the game maybe where he's going to get his most touches as a punt returner, he's got the speed to take the ball to the house. We've seen a handful of productive punt returns this preseason. The guy is clearly a dangerous weapon for this team. And I have not mentioned seventh round pick Ben Skoranek. Not really going to get much time at all. This guy is strictly a special teamer in my opinion. But as you can probably guess by now, I've talked about this position very highly for a few minutes. 
It is the best on this roster. They are loaded with talent. Even if an injury or two strikes, I think they could 100% replace somebody with another player that is currently not slated to get much playing time and not really skip a beat. They are that deep. They are that talented. And that's why I think this offense is going to surprise a lot of people this season and probably why quarterback Matthew Stafford is very, very excited and happy to be playing with these guys because this may be the best offense, the best positional group, the best skill positions, best offensive line, best play caller that he's ever played with in his career. You should bet on this Rams offense going into the season. That is going to do it for this positional preview series. After this, every single episode is going to be dedicated to the Los Angeles Rams heading to week one to play the Chicago Bears at home on Sunday night football at SoFi Stadium. I can't wait. It is officially NFL week. The kickoff is here. We're only a handful of days away from the Thursday night kickoff between the Dallas Cowboys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I wish you guys a great week. Only a few more days, only a few more sleeps, as the adults say. Knock on wood. Hopefully they go quick. I know some of these days are going to drag on at work, but we're almost there, guys. Football is right around the corner. Make sure to check back in here at the Locked on Rams podcast for everything you need to know about your Los Angeles Rams heading into this 2021 NFL season. You can find us everywhere you want on Twitter at QB's MEP and at Locked on Rams. On YouTube, at Locked on Rams, go hit that subscribe button. Go send us a like. I think this quality is going to be a lot better on this video. Fingers crossed it turns out well. Of course, make sure to check back throughout the rest of the week. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.